A little whisper in your ear or a huge crash down to earth, a lesson in love is life's way of nudging you in a new direction. Welcome to the Lessons in Love podcast with me, Carly Ann. I'm a self-esteem and relationship coach and I wholeheartedly believe I am here to help you break through the very relationship struggles that so many of us face. Through my own personal experiences and other people's inspiring lessons, I'm showing you that we can change and we can break free from toxic patterns in love. Inside this podcast, you are going to hear what has shaped successful love stories and healed heartbreak. I want you to know you are not alone, you are not crazy, you are not too much. This space is for the woman who is done with believing she needs someone else to be whole, the one who has had enough of not feeling enough, who is not willing to let her past or any more of her future, who is waving goodbye to a fantasy relationship and hello to the healthy, extraordinary love she deserves. This is where you learn how to become the most secure and irreplaceable version of yourself. Hello, or welcome to another amazing episode of Lessons in Love. I am talking to a guest who really touches on some of the most important topics, I believe, when it comes to rediscovering your sense of self. Today, I'm talking to Sabi Kerr. Sabi is a self-love coach, feminine embodiment guide, and leadership mentor. She guides women to feel deeply worthy, to connect to their bodies and soul mission, and live with purpose, passion, pleasure, and prosperity. Through one-to-one coaching, her podcast, Release Your Radiance, group programs and workshops, Sabi's mission is to guide as many people as possible to step into their truest essence, find their voice and forge their authentic path in life and business. In this episode, we discuss how to rebuild a relationship with your body and your sense of self. We dive into self-love, how to love yourself so deeply and what self-love really looks like. We also talk about the importance of creating and building a life that you love. Plus, Sabi gives her top tips for those of you that don't know your passion and or purpose right now. We talk about how to clear the blocks, shame and fears so that you can return home to yourself. I hope you love this episode. I think there's so, so many great, great points in there that can really help you to heal relationship wounds with yourself and with others. As always, do feel free to reach out, get in touch and let me know your key takeaways What I ask is that you share this episode with one other person if it talks to you, because the more that we can share it, the more it will reach the people that need it. So please enjoy. Hi, Sabi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Just before we dive in, I just wanted to let you know that it really is like genuinely an honor to have you on the Lessons in Love podcast. Um, I always say that I have the people who inspire me and then they really do like, I think that's why my audience love all the guests that I have on so much because they've inspired me in some way. So I'm always really confident. Um, For you, where I would say it's slightly different to other guests as well, is that not only in personal life relationships, and I will, I'll get you to explain what you do, 
but it's actually also in how I approach business just sort of yeah staying connected with self throughout I've got like today I've got a really busy day if you like and I just feel like it is through perhaps what I hear on your podcast or through how you know I know it's social media um but how you show up it just always reminds me just to connect back to whether it's movement or self whatever it might be um and you're definitely one of the top players for me that influences that if you like so thank you for being here Thank you so much for sharing that reflection. I so appreciate that. So would you, yeah, let, let us know a little bit about what you do. And um, we would love to know a bit about your love story so far. So my name's Savvy, Savvy Kerr. I'm a self-love coach, feminine embodiment guide, leadership mentor. And I, I really feel like my work is just continuously evolving and expanding. <laughs> I came into kind of this work mainly diving into everything that was related to self-love and helping women feel really worthy and connected to, to, to self, to their bodies, to who they are. And the beauty is really with something like self-love, it actually is connected to every single thing. <laughs> it like ripples out to how we show up in our relationships, how we show up with our body, how we relate to money, how we relate to our businesses. I think that's why I talk so much about this link between like your relationship to self and your relationship to your own authentic expression and how that impacts you if you're a business owner. Because for me, it's, they're, they're not separate, especially if you have a business like ours where, where it's heart-centered, where you're sharing from your heart, your passion, your soul. Everything starts from this relationship that, that you have with, with yourself. So it's been a really beautiful journey for me of the self-love piece always being there, but actually I can apply that to anything that I share and teach and guide now, which feels super, super excited, exciting. Well, actually, just before you tell us your love story, because the I don't know where everyone is in their sort of journey, if we like, for lack of better words, um, that's listening to this. But what I do know is most people I'm sure there's some exceptions can relate to a lot of insecurity, especially I talk a lot about attachment styles. The the core of that is whenever people come to work with me, however they've however they've come in, you know, whatever post it is that they've seen, ultimately we go back to rediscovering that relationship with self before anything else in order to become more secure, in order to heal those wounds we have to rediscover that sense of self and safely connect back to the body. I think that is actually another reason why I love what you do is there's, is that element of safety in doing so. And obviously I'm sure you know how important that is. And there's such a disconnect for many of the listeners between themselves and their body and seeking that relationship or whatever it might be that that and it's such a cliche isn't it that it comes down to self-love self-love sometimes I hate to say it not hate but you know what I mean yes I remember when I earlier on in my journey in this work and I was talking about self-love all the time and I started to feel like a walking talking cliche (laughs) that is just the best word to describe what this is and it's cliche for a reason (laughs) Um, because the thing for me as well like say if I forget for a moment or lose my way as as happens and then I just have to remember we have been told since the beginning I feel like the message is there that it starts from within but that message is so hidden and we forget very quickly but there is the message out there that it's self-love that it starts from within but we just it's like we forget it over and over again 
totally totally and so it's uh really a continuous journey of reconnecting of coming back of remembering who mm. we've always been oh, I love it so yeah tell us a bit because I could just go down that route otherwise <laughs> tell us a bit about your love story oh and I love that question because I feel like it could be interpreted in so many ways when you ask me that and I just let that question land like in, in my body it's not even a it's not a romantic love story with someone else I think it really is the the continuous evolving love story with myself obviously and the work that I do that is such a big piece that then impacts the relationships that I they, that I have with others and I've been um shared a post about this yesterday actually this idea that love is not something that that we do it's not something that we have to to get it actually just is our innate essence you know at our very core we are all this energy of love and throughout childhood and adulthood and our teenage years we've received all of these stories and conditioning and shame and fears and blocks that have kind of taken us further away from who we who we are and so our job is really to return back to to love return to love with Marianne Williamson book is actually one of my favorite books for this work she she described it so 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 beautifully and so yeah for me love is just our our natural essence before we've been conditioned to show up otherwise it's the the you that is here once you release the the fears the worries the doubts it's like what is always there underneath and so it's this continuous like returning back to who you are and when you allow yourself to be so tapped into that essence you're able to more deeply connect with others you're able to more deeply see other people and so the love that you can experience with others is even brighter is even deeper is even more connected and so I think my own love story has been like a continuous journey of letting myself be seen and you know all parts of me I had always been quite expressive in terms of exploring the work that I wanted to do in the world I um, was quite multi-passionate and had lots of different potential options from like corporate to dance to teaching um, in primary schools to quite a few other things as well starting a business and I I let I gave myself permission to explore all of these different paths that um, may not have made sense to anyone else and so for me that was like early on you know in my 20s like loving me (laughs) it was like a a way to show myself love and to say hey like these career choices might not make sense to someone that's followed the shoulds and I should go to uni and get a good degree and do this job I I did that and then I decided that job actually wasn't for me and I gave myself permission to do something that lit me up more yeah, that is a massive part of my my love story. And so I'd always been quite expressive with exploring my work. But it wasn't until probably mid to late 20s that I realised there was like this whole other part of myself that I hadn't really yet tapped into. Um, and it was like a, a gentle unravelling, a gentle unravelling of all of the pieces and the parts of me that I I was and always had been and bringing them all together you know the the me that 
was super smart, the me that's like creative, the me that's really sexy and sensual, the me that's wants to help and guide others and saying like, I get to love all parts of who I am um, and bring them all to the table. And yeah, for me, that is, that has been the greatest love story of my life, giving myself permission to be each part of me, even the parts that might feel scary to let others see. Do you know, if there's people listening who have worked with me, I say it's more the people that have actually worked with me, there's a lot of the language that you're using that I know I use. Um, so that like the parts of you, I love that you identify that there are those different parts. And I think that when we come to, like in my experience, loving all those parts of ourselves, including for me, particularly if I'm talking about that anxious attachment, um, that anxious part, the only way I really was able to start to realize that that wasn't the word normal was coming to me. And obviously that's not the word I want to use, but what just to explain what I'm trying to say is that that's not a normal feeling, but it is a normal feeling because it's anxiety. But um, I guess like an everyday feeling, we don't have to feel that all the time, especially that sort of negative side of it. So yes, it has a place, but hopefully my points come across. But I didn't know that the way that I was living or feeling in relationships, um, it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be so painful. That's probably a better word. And what it was reminding me of as you were talking, there was a a moment the other night I went to sleep anxious and I knew I, I knew the anxiety was there but I was kind of believing the thought so I think I believed in the anxiety it's like it's no this is right I deserve this this is da, da, da. anyway I woke up in the night and it had gone you know how you sleep on something and it can go and I was able to tune into this new feeling which I have felt whether I'm doing the embodiment work if I'm doing a meditation in, the, in those moments when I'm grounded it was that feeling own I was only able to recognize oh my god I feel myself again mm. because I've allowed those different parts to play out because I've tuned into what it feels like to be all those different parts including the one that takes a risk in business and I'm really curious as to when you were because I love that you call it self-love that you were taking these different chances in business in probably like hobbies by the sound of it, whatever it was. Did you know that was self-love at the time? I definitely did not use this mm. language, you know, until probably a few years ago, like three, four years ago, as it relates to my like early 20s. And I guess this is the interesting thing. In my early 20s, I wouldn't have said I'm spiritual. You know, I wouldn't have used that language, but I look back at myself and I'm like, yeah, I was, I actually was, I was tapped into my heart. I was following my heart. I was curious. I was exploring all of these different parts of me. And so I, I was, I just didn't use those labels back then, um, which actually I think is really beautiful because sometimes people like get put off by some of the words we use, <laughs> by the word self-love, by the word spirituality, by the word self-development. And, and you can actually do all of this work without using the labels. The words are just a descriptor, you know, for, for, for what it is that, that we're doing. So I don't think I really connected the, the dots to what I was doing and to the word self-love. I just knew, and it's something that I think has just been one of my core values for as long as I remember, that I need to be connected to, to like my heart and my passion. You know, I, I need to be connected to something that fills me up and makes me feel really good. So that was probably how I would have described it back then. I love that you have been aware of that for even like you say, if you weren't able to put it into words for a long time. 
I actually have a membership called Follow Your Fire and it's just everything that you've just said and ultimately though it is that act of self-love to create not just a life but the life that is meant for you to be honest with you probably outside of relationships so that they don't it's for people who lose themselves in love let's say and to hear you say that it just makes it a bit concrete in my mind that yeah that is an ultimate form of self-love and all I mean by follow your fire is everything you just said what lights you up if we just move in that direction then just things happen don't they uh, totally you didn't know would happen happen when you totally. follow what feels good I really like to encourage anyone that's feeling um overwhelmed by this idea of like oh but I don't know what my one big passion is or I don't know what my purpose is to almost like park that word for a moment and just start yourself like what am I interested in what am I curious about is there anything that lights me up even if it's just like an inkling even if it's just like a tap on the shoulder of oh like that could be a fun thing to do one evening a week (laughs) and when you let yourself follow your curiosity and follow this desire to explore something without the deep expectation that it has to be the thing, (laughs) you know, you you let yourself follow it. And sometimes you might try it out and you might be like, oh, actually, maybe this, maybe this isn't it. Maybe I'm, I I don't love this. Cool. At least you tried it. You move on to the next desire that you have. And eventually when you give yourself permission to follow your heart and your desire and your curiosity in that way, like it, it can't fail. It just can't. Oh, I love that. I think of the times because I know, um, I know the things that give me that feeling that like light me up. Um, more like individual things, I would say. So off the top of my head, I always say sunset, sunrise, mm. um, a coffee shop, and a spin class. They take me to that place. Do you know like what? Well, I'm sure you do. Talking about it, what are your sort of top things? Oh, sorry, I put you on the spot. No, you definitely had me on sunset and sunrise. Yeah, there's something about I get and it's, you know, how many have we seen in our lifetime every single morning when I see a beautiful sky? And maybe when you're in like the UK, it's extra exciting because half the time the sky is like grey and you can't see anything at all. So when you can see something in the sky, I get so... On Instagram and everyone's posting the pink sky. (laughs) I'm just, yeah, that that really does just, it reconnects me to something deeper than just me, you know, to that energy of love that I was talking about earlier on that is within us all. So definitely that. I love, and it can be inside or outside. I was doing it this morning. The sun was streaming in through the window and just like sitting on the sofa and feeling the sun on my face. Something about connecting again to, to nature, to something that's expansive, to something that's bigger than me and yet is also like, part of me just lights me up and helps me to reconnect more deeply and then probably dancing yeah moving my body in any way shape or form without any rules and just allowing myself to again same thing like connect more deeply to something that's me but is also beyond me and all of these things I I think they just help us to feel that aliveness within us watching a sunset connecting to nature Um, feeling the sun on your face dancing going to a spin class moving your body like it helps you remember that you are alive living and breathing experiencing life Mm -hmm. in this moment and it's so so wonderful to remember that we have all of these things available to us because when you're in a challenging space it's easy to forget that you can actually shift your energy quite quickly 
Mm, absolutely. There's um there's an exercise I got. I don't know if you know Deb Dana. Um, she does a lot on like polyvagal theory, and she has an exercise around glimmers. It is it's a bit like daily gra- gratitude, I guess. Just seeking out these moments called glimmers, and it's just that split second, perhaps, where you and it's literally the example. I can't tell you how many times I posted on my story me sat in a sunspot, like in my house with the sun shining on my face. And it's those moments where it's just a glimmer or just that tiny connection of sometimes it could be a feeling of everything's okay. I've got this. Um, but, or that in the best cases, it's that feeling just like there's something bigger or, you know what, maybe the best case actually is when all of a sudden in those moments, you know, the answer to something. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I am so proud to tell you this episode is sponsored by the happiness planner. This brand is one I have used personally for years. In fact, it is one of the very first journals I found when I started out on my own happiness journey. They offer a range of planners, journals and different resources to help you on your journey of self-discovery. Their mission is in helping you gain awareness of self and of others, heal from past traumas, master your thoughts, emotional and behavioural patterns and create a life where you feel happy, whole, and fulfilled. Now, if you know me and the work that I do, you will know how aligned that is with my own vision. So you can head to their website, thehappinessplanner.co.uk to check them out, and you can use the discount code LESSONSINLOVE, which will give you 10% off all of their amazing products. So tell me, um, love... What does it mean to you and how has that changed over the years, if it's changed? <sighs> Love and it's really what we're here for, you know. It's what connects us all. It's what we all desire. <laughs> and it is also what we all are without having to do anything. It's not something we have to get. It's not something we have to prove ourselves for. It is at our very core, our natural essence, you know, at our most natural, most radiant essence. Like it's the energy that we all are. (laughs) So when we experience it, it's like no wonder we feel so blissful and so connected because actually we are coming back to our true truest truest form truest truest self and so being able to experience that with another feels so incredible and so blissful and it's hard to hard to give a short answer because I feel like I could ramble on again and again (laughs) Um, in all different directions but yeah it's it's who we are underneath everything else when everything else is stripped away it is it's what's left and maybe you've already sort of given us some ideas around this, but how do you, how do you, this is like a big question, but strip away all of the stuff, all of the, you know, um, perhaps someone drops into your DMs or you're speaking to a friend and it's the, it's the current life situation that they're in. I think it's Eckhart Tolle who talks about, you've got this problem and then you're going to have another problem and you're going to have another problem. And you're talking about these problems, knowing perhaps that underneath that there is a fear and then there's love. How do we strip that the stuff away? Yeah. 
so there's so many I mean yeah this this is you know this is the work actually so this is a massive massive piece but what I will maybe share is something anyone can begin to do like today we have a tendency when we have emotions come up or situations that, that we deem to be negative to really push them away make them mean something about who we are you know if we're feeling anger or disappointment or frustration or sadness um we 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 label them as negative as bad and and when we do that when we have that massive resistance to all of the things that we're feeling all of the things that we're experiencing often those things just kind of stay and fester <laughs> those those things stay and fester and the fastest route to love to joy to bliss to the things that all of us want to experience here while we're while we're living and breathing in this lifetime is actually to be with what is that's like the most loving approach to to challenges to be with what is and that doesn't mean wallow and sit in your sadness for months and months and years <laughs> so there's like a balance here um but acknowledging rather than pushing away and saying i shouldn't be feeling sad right now oh now i feel guilty that i'm angry um, like I can't let anyone see me like this. I need to stuff this away. I need to push this down. That's gonna when you resist it, it persists. And so an alternative approach is to like be so loving. Again, coming back to that idea of there being different parts of us that are sometimes present all at once. Actually, welcome in that sadness with love. Like sit it with loving presence with that part of you that's feeling really sad hold that part of you that's feeling really sad like explore that part of you offer love and compassion and acceptance to that part of you that's feeling really really sad and when you approach your like shadow parts the the parts that you maybe don't want other people to see um with love they actually start to soften they start to soften and, and they don't have as much of a hold on us. They don't have as much of a hold on how we show up. Um, whereas if we repress them, reject them, push them away, they don't go anywhere. They just kind of stay there in the background. Um, and so, yeah, my, my first suggestion is to actually begin to shift your perspective around how you feel or treat yourself when you are experiencing things that you think you shouldn't feel and for me one of the most important things that you're saying is about it's just softening it up you know because I see this a lot in people but I still feel this I did that technique and I still feel this okay did you feel a bit better are there any signs of like healing is there any improvement yes there's all of this but I still feel this feeling and it's that softening it's taking perhaps the intensity from a 10 even just to a 9 9.5 is good it's that improvement and it's really hitting home this is the fourth series of lessons in love and I had a guest last well haven't this week I haven't even released it yet but there's another guest and he was talking about 
this exact thing I was telling him about I I don't know who's going to be released first out of yours and his but it will all fit together it'll have to be his now um but I um, was telling him that I yeah go to the river just by my house and I'll go for a walk there if I'm feeling sad I think I don't, can't remember exactly but basically what he was saying is can you go for that walk with that feeling you know you can can you still get up and go on the walk or if you need to get into bed and be with the feeling rather than because I guess I was asking like how do we rid of the feeling um and it's like can you actually introduce these other feelings whilst feeling this experience and then I know that I have another guest I'm recording with next week she's um currently my coach and she was sharing this idea around someone feeling unworthy it's like just saying to yourself, you know, I feel really unworthy at the moment. I've just acknowledging it. And I'm like, how have I got these three guests giving us the same message right now? (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And it's like, this is, this is the work. I think when you get really deep into, you know, self-development, you think that it's almost like this addiction to healing, you know, I need to heal all of my unworthiness. I need to never feel scared. I should never feel angry. I should never feel sad that's actually not the point you're human you're human you're going to feel sad anger unworthiness sometimes like you're human and actually the very fact that you are living and breathing and feeling those things is I just like for me it's like oh this is a beautiful reminder that I'm here and I'm alive I'm experiencing my aliveness right now so for me it's no longer about getting rid totally of those challenging emotions, but it's about changing my relationship with them when they arise. And the beautiful thing is when you do begin to want to do the work of um, shifting your relationship with them, they still arise, but like you said, they have less intensity, less power over you when they come up. You're kind of like, oh yeah, I, I see you. I see you popping up again. All right, let's do our thing. Let's, let's be with each other for a little bit. And it, it no longer um, has control over everything you do, like it may have done in the past. I always remember about perhaps about three years ago, I was walking through a park and I just had this realisation of, oh, I have to live with the, the anxiety related to like relationships and dating. I need to learn to live with this. And I remember it being like a feeling of sadness. And I also had a moment in therapy where, yeah, she basically said to me, this is about learning to live with this. And it's like this sadness, like that's not fair. I can't. Um, but also a realization of, okay, I get it. I get what I need to do now. And I wish I was recording this voice note and I don't know what phone it was on. Maybe I'll have to like dig them out and see if I can find this voice note. Cause I just remember it being a really powerful moment of realization, mm. but actually things have improved a huge amount since then. And a lot of it, like you say, it still comes up for sure. It still comes up um, those feelings, but yeah, I can tolerate it most of the time. <laughs> and um, there are areas and I, this isn't like to give like any false hope or, you know, just to big it up, but like the healing process, there are areas where I don't get triggered anymore that I would have in the past or, and that's just, it's incredible because I had thought I had to just live with this completely. And there's areas now like dating again in the start of something new where I'm like, oh my goodness, in the past, if this had happened, I can't tell you, I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep. And I wake up in the morning, I'm like, how did I just went to sleep last night? No problems, you know? So there is also, there is, um, 
I know it's important that we say they don't go completely, but in some areas we don't get triggered. I would say we, I don't get triggered the same. Yeah, I love that you share that. I think that's really important that you that you share that. I guess what I meant was um, with like feelings, you know, like our sadness or our anger don't go completely. There are oh, going to be no. where they still arise. But... And the intense, yeah, the intense areas, it's still there. And I yeah. think there are some areas, some particular triggers that hit deep. Mm. Um, and this is what I say with my clients so in terms of what you're saying as well, is that... Um, two things actually that just come to me one is there's some areas it just hits really deep and I I believe with the core core beliefs that we will have to just really get to know them and manage them Um, but the other thing is that those feelings of sadness or anxiety fear they grow with you because some of the things I get sad about now or anxious about now past me would have won like not wanted it but it's it's anxiety around my business let's say or it's anxiety around this relationship well six months ago I wanted a relationship so (laughs) if now I've got anxiety around this there's been a change (laughs) I've got something I want does that make sense yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it grows grows with you um so speaking of that as well so when it comes to love because amazing incredible like you described it as that blissful feeling it can also be really painful really confusing ambiguous so how do you navigate when love throws you off yeah and I almost want to say that um it's not the love that is painful or is please do say that confusing or is you know throwing you off it's the relationship situation or experience that you're in um it's it's not the actual love it's the connection it's it's the relating that you are in with the other person um because like love in its most pure form is is just that you know it's love it's innocent it's bliss it's pure when well when that relationship uh when it's that the, the situation yeah throws you off how do you navigate I guess navigate yourself back to love yeah uh, yeah 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 absolutely this is another big question it's another big question and here's the the challenge and this is really hard to identify when you're in it there are kind of like two potential options really it's to acknowledge if this is something that just isn't meant for you you know isn't meant for both of you and it doesn't mean that you're bad people or that other person is like there's anything wrong with them it might just mean that there is not compatibility like you two coming together and being in relationship isn't sustainable you have different values you have different ways of being in the world you have different desires that don't quite match up and so whatever you try and do (laughs) there's going to be some kind of clash or conflict and so the most challenging thing I think is to to acknowledge that piece of like oh it's not even anyone's fault but like this isn't going to work and so out of deep love for both of us the relationship as it is currently needs to needs to be let go of and maybe it changes form and and there's a, another purpose for that person in your life so that's really 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 challenging to do really really challenging to do but that is an option the other option is to see if 
it is there's space for you both to to work together to deepen your level of intimacy and this is also challenging right it has to require both of you to want to work on it you know if there's one person that really wants to make things work and the other doesn't then that's going to probably not work but it's going to require both of you to get really really vulnerable and like that's deep intimacy you know exploring what you both need exploring how you both feel safe being able to have those deep challenging sometimes painful conversations with the other person and letting yourself be seen within that and so in the relationships where there are where there is space for you to explore all of that like sometimes you can actually become even closer and more connected after moving through that work and aren't they both like so vulnerable one to pop, like potentially let go of something and that tends to be that that kind of intense feeling fear of what could be should be would be and then that vulnerability that requires connection and closeness and I mean both of them do but both of them require words and communication um, but ultimately just tuning into like what's best for you yeah what is best for you to go back to love totally 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 So you get to go back to any age Hmm. and you can give yourself one lesson in love. Um, You're not allowed to say no regrets or that you wouldn't change a thing. What lesson would you give yourself? Oh, I think a 16 year old me is coming up (laughs) and I would tell myself, keep your heart open let yourself explore curiously openly be adventurous with 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 how you love let yourself really be seen you give yourself the possibility to experience the deepest love that you can with each person that comes into into your life so yeah openness and vulnerability i think to really letting yourself be seen in every moment I remember someone saying to me around being yourself and being seen that their biggest fear around that was well if they don't like my real self that's going to hurt even more Mm. do you have any any I guess advice tips around that yeah so the advice is not on oh no that's not going to hurt because again we're human right and when someone doesn't like who we are that can feel painful But the alternative is for this person to like a false version of us. (laughs) So if you hide who you are and they're loving that person, they're still not, they're not loving you. They're loving who they think you are. And you can't experience the deepest level of connection and intimacy if that person isn't able to see who you really are. So, okay, you may be protecting yourself from that hurt, but you're also not letting the most blissful, deepest connection and intimacy into your life. So this like hiding who you are puts up this kind of barrier between you and the other person. And with being open, one of the things that I would, is just coming to my mind that can perhaps stand in the way 
is the thinking, the overthinking, the questioning. I've got, just knowing the work that you do, I've got some ideas of the answers that you might give, but do you have any, I guess, top tips around overthinking to allow more openness Mm. and that connection with self that you're talking about? Yeah, and when you say overthinking, do you mean like what the other person might be thinking of you or...? All of that, yeah. The worrying, the what are they thinking? Do I need to do this? Should I give it another day? Should I not give it another day? Is it me? Is it them? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And it all comes back to what we've what we've spoken about so far, right? It's like when you can really be rooted in how incredible you are, um, when you can really like know that that you are a catch you know (laughs) you are a catch you are going to be the perfect person for the person that's right for you Mm. and it can feel yes challenging to remember that in the moment when they've ghosted you or whatever it's not gone the way you wanted it to go of course like it can feel painful in those moments but I always like to have the reminder of like rejection is redirection like that person clearly is not meant for you if even something as simple as navigating the second date is this challenging you know that kind of thing it can feel blissful and easy and that is what you really deserve so it's like coming back to the remembering of how incredible you are how worthy you are of being treated so well and so anything that's 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 not that it's almost like they are dumping themselves for you you know (laughs) yeah I love the knowing that you're a catch Mm -hmm. and that is like no matter where you've been who you are you're a catch Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because I know um, a lot of the time perhaps to to get to a place where of having an insecure attachment you've I mean we all have but been through a lot and I know and there's one person come to mind or conversation coming to my mind in particular that sometimes you can just feel not worthy enough but I'm not as good as them but I've been through this or I have this baggage or this um yeah this emotional baggage and it's like no that's part of what makes you so incredible mm. you know that's part of what makes you you wherever you've been whatever it is that's like coming to your mind that makes you think oh yeah but not me though because it's like no that's part of what makes you incredible I love that idea and it's more to talk about yeah exactly (laughs) amazing thank you so much um one last thing just before you leave I would love you just to tell us about the role perhaps in your life or how it can help us of movement and dance I can't let you leave without a little yeah. bit of yeah, chat yeah. on that. I love this because this has been a part of my you know my life since my teenage years really and way before I got into coaching I was a dance teacher and a dancer and it was and I remember when I first got into coaching I thought like oh I have to be a, a serious coach you know like I just have to do the talking and that's it you know I'm not allowed to mix things <laughs> and then when I started leading like sensual dance workshops for women um but like with like a healing edge so they'd come like we'd dance but there'd also be meditations and affirmations and like we'd be shifting their relationship to their body their sensuality I was kind of like oh like 
I can't keep these two things separate, you know, because so much of the work with self-love is, it's like, it's not just you thinking your way to feeling good, it's you feeling in your body your way to feeling good. And so if we only do the stuff in our minds, which is also really important, we only do the work to shift our thoughts and beliefs, which is super important, but we're kind of only then doing half of it. We need the mindset work, the beliefs work, we need all of that. And we need to do the embodiment work so we can also shift how we feel on a cellular level within our bodies. And yeah, just every single time I guide a workshop or I lead a process and I bring movement and dance in, it's like, you can see the aliveness in like the women's faces that I work with. They're like, it's like, oh, I remember who I am. Like, oh, like this natural essence of love that I spoke about earlier, you can actually feel that in yourselves, like running through your body when you connect to to movement, when you connect to dance, when you begin to let your body move in a way that you, it's just not as easy if you just, think about it or if you just journal about it it's like actually allowing yourself to feel that throughout your body so yeah and so I love it and I bring it in a lot now to my my group containers workshops sometimes in my one-to-one containers as just like such a foundational piece of this this work of of self-love and connecting deeply to who we are you know and once we're connected deeply to our bodies and who we are it doesn't just stay there. It ripples out. When you're connected to your body, it also unlocks your ability to express your voice. It also unlocks your creativity. If you have a business and you've been really doubting yourself or not wanting to share your creations with the world, it's like through movement, you start to trust yourself more. You start to trust your ideas more. Ideas flow in. So yeah, the ripple effects of doing this work in this way are incredible. Yeah. You, do you know, because my background is in cognitive behavioral therapy. So very much that belief work, the cognitive side of it, like you say, which I stand by for sure, because we need that. But I'm now training as a somatic therapist in healing attachment. Mm. And the reason I did that is because personally, through the work that I've been doing on my own healing um, to becoming secure, um, has had that embodiment side. So with coaching, following you, whatever it might be, it's been like, that was my missing piece. And I was like, well, I need to be able to give this. I need to be able to deliver this. Um, So that makes so much sense. And the thing I didn't want to forget to say is that kind of means you're like a bit ahead of the game, no? (laughs) Because what I'm learning is particularly attachment healing, the common feedback from people and where I was in the past is I've read the books it's not working I'm doing the things it's not working and what we now know with healing attachment is it's because it wasn't enough we needed this body work and so I'm kind of thinking you were yeah you must have been just intuitively ahead of the game yeah thank you for sharing that I feel like a lot of my I've done many many trainings and certifications but also a lot of my work is quite intuitive and it's like oh this feels good for me and oh I'm guiding this and I'm seeing in my clients how incredible they're feeling so let's like let's go with that too you know and here's the thing you can do all of the things but that only gets you so far it's about actually being and feeling 
the things, um, which is why coming back to the body is such an important piece that it's like, when I, when I mentor and guide women in their businesses, like we do a lot of embodiment work because that's what helps unlap, unlock your creative genius, you know, your ability to express yourself as a leader and, and take up space in, in the industry that you're in. It's actually, it's not about just knowing the next strategy to hit your 10K. It's like, can I hold myself and stand by my, my message throughout it all? Yeah. Amazing. So thank you so much. Like, I'm really, really grateful. I, I don't know if I have messaged you before, but I'm sure I've been aware that I wanted you on this podcast for a long time. So I'm really, really grateful that you're mm-hmm. yeah, on here for series four. You. Where can people find you? Oh, you're welcome. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me over on Instagram. It's just my name, Savvy.ker. My website is sabbycur.com and all of the different ways to work with me are on there. I have a one-to-one mentorship called Embodied Magnetism. Um, I have group programs coming up kind of throughout the year. So if you're interested to know what I have, just drop me a a DM on Instagram. I always love to to chat. And so, yeah, any feedback from this episode as well, slide into my DMs. I'd love to chat with you. And I also have a podcast um, it's the Release Your Radiance podcast. What else do I have? There's also a free worthiness bundle on my website. So if you head to savvycare.com, you'll be able to get that as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me.